Welcome to the MovieBuilder.org podcast, episode number 60. Yes, I'm Kushal. I'm Karan. And uh, what are we do- talking about today? We it's, are our, doing it's our 60th episode. 60th, yes. Well, it's, now my been- 60th. I'm, it's my 30th. Congratulations. Thank you. You've been doing this episode for 30 episodes. And congratulations to you. Thanks. You're 60. Do we count the, the initial incarnation of these? No. I didn't think so. So we'll just say episode three. Right, we're, we're back to our three system naming problem. <laughs> Old world. All right. Um, I guess, so, yeah, this, this episode we're talking about a, uh, a bunch of things. We've, the issue with doing what we're doing right now is because we, 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 um, we miss out a, a good chunk of films by, by doing these short, I mean, sorry, recordings where it's, Spaced out by what? Two months? When did, when did we watch Ant-Man and Wasp? Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, two months. Two months ago. Jeez. <clears throat> Which is the issue? I guess we could tell. Are you, are you having difficulties with my throat? Or yeah, a little bit. We can stop. No, no, it's fine. I'm okay. Have some beer. We're recording in the evening, which yep. is great. Uh, we can chill out. We can have. Uh, some bever- beverages. It is a Friday night. Uh, I'm finally free again because I passed all my exams, I, which I've only found out today. Yep. So I, like a desperado, I took an Uber to uh, one of my favorite pubs. And <laughs> and then you said you'll come. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And you didn't come. I'm <laughs> Resist. Resist. <laughs> See on your face, you're like, oh, he said a thing, and I can say a thing. Well done. Uh, that's very impressive. Um, that, I mean, that's very impressive. I have to apologize. I feel I felt really bad afterwards. No, um, no it's fine. My other half was there, and we, was, okay. we sat and we that's talked, fine. and um, you know, but the ale that I wanted wasn't there. So, oh. anyway, uh, never mind. I'm uh, finally might have a life again. Um, so yes, how, how does it feel now? to be kind of free of the shackles of education. I don't know. I don't know if I'm free. I'm free of the shackles of having to do pointless, not pointless, but, um, oh man, I don't think exams are a good way of testing people. It's just stupid. It's not practical. You should only test someone through some kind of podcast review process. Yeah. I mean, they're not practical, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, fa- doesn't feel like it's a fair way of understanding people's knowledge levels. It's not. I agree. We've, um, my microphone is gradually moving lower and lower towards my crotch. <laughs> um, <laughs> final, have you seen final, final space? I've seen the first episode. What do you think? Hilarious. I it enjoyed is, it. It is funny all the way through. It's funny. I, I'm. It's different. It's witty. Yeah, it's, it's different. And I think I'm trying to get into it. There's some big voices in there. Yeah. Um, okay. It just, just, I watched all of that. While I was revising, I'd take breaks and just watch just shows of 
TV and, you know, as you do. Yes. Um, uh, while I'm back, I started watching a series called Cannabis. This is a very interesting program. I think so far it's in French and Spanish and English and all the things. It's like a European series. Um, it's moderately entertaining. And I like the fact that there's lots of languages in it. So you can, uh, you know, get some language practice. Aside from the obvious, what is it about? Uh, it is about the obvious. It's about some Spanish um, drug dealer that imports drugs from Morocco and they get distributed in, the, in these ghettos in France. So it's, it's, it's not a documentary. It's a, no, no, no. Okay. It's a series and, you know, it's good. It's like a sort of French and Spanish version of that, that Italian series. The one that documents the... Anyway, don't worry. It's good. It's, sorry, it's entertaining. I don't want to talk about it too much because yeah. you haven't seen it. Uh, there's a French comedy I started watching called A Very Secret Service, which is um, it's quite cheesy, but it's moderately funny. Yep. Um, tries to make fun of culture as it was in the 60s and how it, you know, compared to how it is now. Um, what it's else? on Netflix. It's on. All these are on Netflix, really, I think. Yeah, cannabis is. Did you, did you watch Equalizer in the cinema? Yes. Uh, wait, the second one? Equalizer 2? No. Ah, did you? No, okay. no. Because uh, I didn't know what happened to Equalizer 1. Did you not watch it? No, uh, when it came out. Um, and what? I, I watched you didn't watch it? it? No. I feel like I watched it together. No. I, I recently watched it because I was like, what the hell is this, Equalizer? And it wasn't that guy, Edward Woodward. No, it was Denzel. Yeah. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? No. No, okay. There are lots of people who are plus 40 who will be laughing at that. It, this is what you talking about the original <laughs> Equalizer. There was a UK series called Equalizer. Yeah, is that what this is based on? No. Oh, what is this one based on then? I have no idea. Nothing. Denzel. Oh, I think it's based on it's, just sure. Denzel. Um, um, it's, I'm sure it's based on something. Don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's not very. And uh, I mean, the problem is that. Have you seen Equalizer 2? You haven't seen it. No. You should watch this. I have not felt like watching it because um, the standard has been set. You didn't enjoy the first one? The first Equalizer film? No. I mean, it's okay. It's a very good action film. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what made it good. I'll tell you what made it good. I had just watched a TED Talk yeah. called um, by Nikki Clifton called Three Ways Businesses Can Fight Sex Trafficking. Okay. Which is... It's quite truthful. It start, It talks about you know what people are doing yep. out there when they go for in in I'm doing air quotes business trips, um, and go out to find late night, again annoying air quotes entertainment. Um, watching that TED talk and then watching Equalizer One mm. is is a good experience. It's, it makes it makes the film very engaging. Otherwise, okay. it's um, it's not. I wasn't impressed. Anyway, I want to see the second one, but I just I'd never heard of it. I finally got into Better Call Saul. Yes. Yes, indeed. You finished it. Uh, we are currently watching it. We're on the, the most recent season, season four, I believe it is. We're on episode four. Right. Uh, so are we. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, um, another note there, but I'm going to change it and talk about it next time. Okay. Because we've since developed an incredible list of stuff to get through. So, Cat Marvel trailer. Oh, my God. Goodness. Captain Marvel. Um, what do we think of this? What do you think of this? How uh, do you feel? Uh, I was, 
not knowing about anything, not knowing anything about Captain Marvel to to begin with. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect, but kind of looking at and basing it off history and experience, looking at what Marvel have been creating in the last 10 years, it's difficult not to maintain that level of quality. Um, it just, they churn out the most consistent um, kind of consistent level of, of, of films, I guess, when it comes to quality. Um, I think, well, on that note, I think DC's quality is consistent. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's all the same quality. I just don't get it. I don't, because their animations are second to none, right? Their animations are better than Marvel's. They're in, even Justice League. You watch Justice League now. It holds up the animated series I'm talking about. Oh it, yeah, yeah. It holds up even now. I think. I think. I purely think it's politics. I really do. What do you mean? I think there's um, too many people own too many parts of these DC things, right? And I think there's been uh, there's too many shifts. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and and they're screwing it up. Well, we're going to talk about some DC things um, in a sec. Uh, because they have actually made some good things recently. Well, okay, so really? but the film looks good. You finally yep. found Chewie the cat. Yes, it was in the poster. Right. Okay. So that what you sent me was in from the poster, not from the trailer. Yes, it was in the poster. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because uh, if that doesn't make sense, Captain Marvel in the comics is a Star Wars fan, and her cat is a brown cat called Chewie, um, who often fights with um, Rocket in when they when she meets the Guardians and things like this. Do you remember this thing I tweeted from the Movieville Twitter? I, I do remember seeing something like that. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave had an interview. She said that there's too many children's films like all these Marvel and things like that that are happening and not enough films that are made that actually have drama and depth and character and talk about real issues. You know, maybe like The Phantom Thread. Um, yeah. So I but didn't agree with her. Yeah. Um, completely didn't agree with that because I think that, you know, it's two reasons. Number one, there's so much more to these films than just their children's stories. Yes. They're not. Adults are watching them. Adults are excited about them. Yep. There's a reason that it's the largest grossing film franchise in, for a very long time. And the second reason I don't agree with that is because it's a business. Yep. It's not an art form. Yeah. There's a separate place for films that are art. And some of those films are good. Some of those films are not good, but mm. primarily it's a business. And I think um, when it comes to the, yes, I think the origin of these stories come from a medium that was traditionally known as something that was a, for a child, you know, comic yes. books were for children, but only, only in the West. Yeah. And increasingly. Which we'll talk about next episode, but yeah, gone. Okay. No, 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 you carry on. And increasingly what we've seen over the last decade or so is that comic books have made a massive reemergence. They are now, they've become a massive kind of a, a, an escape for adults. And uh, whether it's in the form of a book or whether it's in the form graphic novel or... Well, the content's also evolved. Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the biggest representations, I think that we can, not even representations, I think the biggest uh, um, examples of what we're talking about here is probably Black Panther. Now... That film, we've talked about this in length, so I'm yes. not going to go into detail, yeah, but yeah. It, it's rooted in so much 
um, politics and adult themes and culture. And this isn't stuff that kids would generally see. This isn't a kid's film. It is fundamentally um, an adult film that kids can watch. She did say something good though. She said she was complaining about there being a lot of um, the cult of the celebrity and this kind mm -hmm. of stuff without a focus on talent and writers and directors, which I, I, as you know, I do agree with because the moving props get way too much credit for the films that they are put in. Um, okay. Uh, Netflix got this new series called Maniac. Um, you watched any of it's that? It's on the list. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Hina's been doing a master's, so she has also been preoccupied, but now yes. she has done. And now we can in introduce into our lives um, a multiple number of shows. Wow. Once again. Yeah. A strange place to pause, but... <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but Maniacs, uh, Jonah Hill, uh, who seems to have gone on the... Um, Atkins Pendulet diet or something. He's okay. just stripped down. Um, most people don't recognize him. Someone said to me, my sister-in-law, I think it was, she said, oh, is that that series with that guy that looks like Jonah Hill? Which is amazing. Which tells you how different he looks. Yeah. And uh, Emma Stone. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Um, who's amazing again. Okay. As usual, you know, nothing, she will never disappoint. Yes. Um, she is a fantastic movable prop. <laughs> um. You know, yep. these two have got great on-screen presence. They've got great character chemistry. It's written well. It's written very tongue-in-cheek. It's like an alternative universe comedy of people that go into a machine and have these fantasies in um, the machine that are trying to help them through trauma. But it ends up being like an adventure that they have in their minds. So it's like science fiction, but the adventure place is in their minds. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and that's it's all short, I'm gonna... It's a short series, isn't it? It's a short series, about 10, I think, okay. 10 episodes. Um, they, they will fly by. It'll just feel like you've watched one long film. And how much each, How long is each episode? About 45-ish. Okay. It's usual, normal. Episodes are about 45, 55 minutes these days, aren't they? Excellent. Uh, highly, highly recommended. Mm. Awesome job, Netflix. Again, as usual, they yep. get to the stage where they can't do any wrong. Um, okay been not watching anything because you've been watching <laughs> I, and I, I would never complain about this and yep. i think you know, i'd let you talk about it for a minute finally got you to watch clone wars oh well done nice one I, i'm happy i finished feel? i finished it i think i watched everything apart from the last missions okay um it almost feels like i don't want to watch the last missions now at least until after the new series comes out what would you say to people that were that haven't watched it that might want to watch it to expand their knowledge of the Star Wars uh, universe. I would say, and it goes back to what we were just saying about it being a kid's show. Whilst. So this is the Clone Wars animated series yeah. that came out a few years ago and yeah. they keep updating it. Um, carry on. Sorry. Now, whilst it, whilst it may be a, a kid's show, which is its fundamental foundation, if you will, right? That That's, that's <laughs> it is what it is, right? Um, when you watch the show, you start to uh, notice things that maybe kids wouldn't notice. So things that they've referenced from, you know, the 1977, was it 77 first one start, first one came out? Uh, 
1977. That sounds about right. right. I can't remember. Um, when the first Star Wars came out, um, way back when, they they delve into the universe so much more than any of the films can because, I mean, we have, what, it's like 24, 20-minute episodes per season, um, which gives them a lot of room to play with when it comes to exploring the lore, going into the stories of the characters, going into things that we haven't seen before. So if you are, if you want to get into Star Wars, if you're looking for a, a kind of a foundation after you've watched episode one, this is a good place to start because what this does, I, I'm not afraid to admit this. I think I'm, <laughs> if you watch this show, go back and watch um, episode three. Cause it, yeah, I think it might actually be a good film after you watch Clone Wars. <laughs> episode three is a good film. No, it is a good film, but I think it'll make it better. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's because like, it's like the last episode of Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. So good. That is the closure point for the series. Yeah. Um, and now with the new series coming out next year, it's going to be, uh, even we'll get even more closure for it, but yeah, it's, um, cool. I can't wait for you to get into rebels as well. Yes. So, uh, let's talk trailers. Yep. You seen any good trailers? Uh, yeah, I think the, um, I sent this, this the into the spider verse one to you yesterday. Yes. I saw that. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think they can do things in animation on the big screen and we haven't seen a, a film probably at uh, this scale with us, with the character as uh, name is a bigger Spider-Man. Yeah, it was, it was, um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's animated, there's like 2d animated sort yeah. of th- things you can watch. Yeah. Um, that are quite oriented towards kids. I think, yeah. um, this is slightly different. Yeah. This is a full feature 3d animation. Mm. Um, high, co- it's like watching toy story, but it's Spider-Man. Kind yes. of thing. That's how it's going to be like. Yeah. So, um, um, uh, looking forward to it. So yeah, I think that there's a, there's a lot of excitement for that. I think and massive two minute, uh, teaser at the end of, um, Venom. uh, Wenham. Yeah, well, Wenham. You went to see Wenham. I also went to see Wenham. Benham. 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 Uh, accents are not racist and we will do an episode to explain Did why you? that is the truth. No, I didn't. I want to, and I'll listen to that as well. It's interesting. They disagree. They think they are racist. Mm. Well, okay. Well, I have a very, I have some reasons for why they're not. Yeah. But um, they didn't really massively explain that point. A, a lot of it's got to do with context. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with context. If I go up to someone, if I go into my local uh, Indian shop and go up to the Indian shopkeeper, even though I'm an Indian, if I start going, you talk like this, it's very funny. That's <laughs> fucking racist. I would be a racist um, and that would be offensive. And he'd probably feel like I'm offending him. The, yeah. the, the question, but uh, if I do it to my dad, cause he's annoying me, that's different. The question came from, so the, the podcast I listened to was, uh, yo, is this racist? Right. Okay. Um, and see the point, it's a good podcast. It's pretty interesting. Well, I, I, I want to hear the other side of that conversation. So okay. then we can contrast or compare. So the, the question that was pitched to them. So they get questions from, uh, listeners asking yeah. that question. Yo, is this racist? Yeah. And one of the, the question that sparked this conversation was, um, uh, I think the gentleman was white who called in. And he said, I've been saying Wakanda forever in the accent that they say in the film. 
Wakanda forever. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he was asking, like, is this is this racist? Like, am I allowed to do this sort of thing? But that's what I mean. It's like there's two things. So there's two things which I don't want to talk about it now because we'll do an episode on it. Yeah, but the first yeah, two yeah. things come up straight away. Yeah. First is context. The one he's highlighting there mm. is intent. Mm. Is his intent mm. to offend? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's not racist at all. He's so happy to say something that has such a positive meaning and message and no. But then there's so many gray areas, isn't there, with that? Let's talk about it on, yeah, the, okay. on, on right. that episode. I feel like so, yes. we got a mini conversation. Okay, go on. Um, what else have you seen? What you've, you've, you've uh, uh, crimes of Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald. 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 <laughs> Get away from accent. <laughs> I want to watch Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> this sounds like a film of someone from my country. Um, what do we think? Um, yeah, I, you know, I enjoyed it. As a fa- I actually saw it for the first time yesterday. I've not had love back from Germans since I said I love Germans in the last episode. But anyway. I, love, I love this. Um, I love. I haven't. Uh, I hadn't actually seen the trailer until yesterday. Oh, it's a good it's, trailer. It's been out for a couple of months. Uh, well, about a month now, hasn't it? A few weeks. Awesome trailer. It was good. So, Marvel. Yes. Jude Law. Yep. Jude Law is playing Dumbledore. Yep. What do you think of that? Interesting. Interesting casting choice. He's got two major roles coming out at the same time: Crimes of Grindelwald, and he's playing Marvel in uh, Captain Marvel. Which yes. should be Marvel, but no one's going to say that. He's breaking in the dollar. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good. Having a little, it's good. It's good. He's having a comeback. Comeback. Um. All right. I don't even know what accent that was. That was Taika Waititi accent. I'm. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I can't shift it. Once it starts, it doesn't go away. It's like, oh no. She Doctor. Also, the first time I saw that trailer yesterday. What do you think of that trailer? I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. I'm specifically avoiding that. You're avoiding the doctor, the tra- trailer for the new doctor. Yeah, because I spoilers, I want, not even spoilers, but I want to see what I'm missing before her. So, do you yet know what I mean when I say spoilers? No. Wow, you but are quite far back. Of course, I am. I'm like season okay we three need or to, four. We need you to need to write that. that article for me. Shit. Okay. Because I oh no, you cannot watch this. Uh, she was. They played some clips on the radio this morning, and Bhakti was getting changed, and she stopped mm. getting. She stopped. That's my other half. She stopped getting changed and she listens to the radio and she, cause she's watched a lot of the doctor who, okay. a lot of uh, old, these doctor who's with me. And, um, she, I, she was listening and then she goes, she's nailed it. That's the first woman's perspective I've heard. She said she's nailed. Mm. She's, I was about to say she's nailed but, but the doctor. To, to, to be fair, right. I think when I saw the trailer, yep. I've only seen what, three seasons. What am I on? I'm on, uh, uh, you've just started tenant. Tenant. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, how many how many seasons is Tenet on for? About three, I think. Ages. So I think I'm on the second season of Tenet. won't die. Yeah, I'm on the second season of Tenet, I think. Okay. And I think just watching what I've seen so far, was that three, season four, three, three, four? Something like that, I forget. Oh, let's just have another session. I'll watch a shitload more with you. Happy, happy to watch that again. Just watching those few seasons yeah. and watching that trailer that I saw yesterday. Yes. You can see. It's so, it's remarkable to see that. Like, She's got it. You just translate that. It is, it's such a difficult thing to do yeah. to maintain that personality yes. onto another performer. And yet vary it just yeah. enough yeah, 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 yeah. to create yeah. that individuality. Yeah. 
it's that quirky nature. It's that quirky personality, that all bouncy thing. And yeah, I like it. It's very cool. Good. Okay. Uh, so TV features, slightly bigger features. Lukiage. Lukiage. Bushmaster. You watch Lukiage? Yeah, man. Now, this isn't racist because Lyriac, the Rastafari dialect yep. that's not quite Caribbean Jamaican is taken from that, was made for all the people. This is a very interesting series because they don't just do Luke Cage versus some random Rastas, which mm. is what it feels like mm. when you first start watching it. If you pay attention, they're describing the difference between Rastafari. They're, they're touching on the differences between Rastafari culture which is a culture that was born out of slavery. Mm. It was it was a culture that rejected Western norms. They don't, you know, for example, you, they don't agree with things like people calling them Rastafarian um, because the Ian and the isms and the things, those mm. kind of uh, labels that we have in Western society, they don't mm. agree with them. They are Rastafari and it's a philosophy. They believe it's not a religion. There's so many things that, that go into that philosophy and it stands in the face of people mm for example, other black people that are holding up the values of the West and trying to integrate into Western society. And those two things come head to head, the two different places where black people stand in this series, which makes it so interesting to watch. Um, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, good. Mm. I loved it. It's, it's enjoyed it very, very much. It's one of those things you can watch. You could watch again and again. Mm. Have you watched The Colleen Wing Show? No, not yet. Okay. Also known as Iron Fist Season 2. Yep. I don't want to give any spoilers away. Okay. I'll talk about something that's in the comics that's not in the series. Okay. In the comics, there is a duo mm. called, I think they're called the Daughters of the Dragon or mm. something like that. And it is Colleen Wing and Misty Knight. Misty Knight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Does this ring any bells? It does, Maybe. yeah. I've, I think I remember when I... When I, when I watched Luke Cage season one, hmm. um, the name Misty Knight rang a bell. And so obviously I Googled her. Um, and yeah, no, I found some interesting things. But I didn't, I didn't, I, I can't remember seeing anything or much about uh, Colleen Wing as well. Okay. So, well, yeah. so this series is like their origin story. Sick. Um, and we start seeing some of that in um, season two of Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. So though both of them, yeah, like Iron Fist. Yeah, Danny Rand is dealt with appropriately. Cool, it's good. Excellent. Uh, I would say it's actually they're making up for mistakes in the first season. Oh wow, okay. Production and acting mistakes. I'm talking about not okay. not story mistakes. Yeah. All right. Have you seen? Uh, Do I look like Jack Ryan's mom? No, I haven't seen that yet. I've started season 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 one though. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Not the, not the movie because the movies. No, yeah, it's the guy pap. with the one with um, John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah, the guy from the Office. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, this is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Amazon Prime, uh, video. Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. And it's very good. It's a Tom Clancy, um, novel thing, novel. Um, it's very well made. Mm. And the story is an evolution beyond the the normal in that genre. That's, mm. that's all I'm going to say. It's, it's worth watching. 
What's everybody's got ham? Everybody's got ham. What is this? I just a weird note that I made about how everyone is in Gotham. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this. All right. So got ham yep. is or Gotham, yeah, you could call it. Yep. Is uh slowly been evolving. Okay. Um unlike the other DC series, Krypton, mm. which has slowly been devolved. Oh, my goodness. It, that's such a pap mess. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how you could make something that shit. It's quite con- talent. Well, that's what I mean by consistent. Gotham has been yeah. getting better and better. And they've introduced almost every character mm. that you could think of. All mm. main characters, all main villains from the Batman universe. And more. <laughs> and uh, I think the but- next season season five is going to be awesome because it's got new writers new everything new some new crew new budget gone how long does it take to get into it though as in like how long does it take to get for it to get to that point where you're like oh my god this is amazing it's not i won't say it's amazing okay it's good it's still got the same fox hangovers okay yeah? yeah, they don't talk about race, even though these are all villains and everything's violent okay. and stuff. They yeah. don't talk about um, other diversity things, even mm. though they're trying to abuse each other verbally and they're mm. all criminals. They don't, just don't cover this stuff, which doesn't make any sense. Okay, um, And also they've got the other thing where if you're a uh, white middle-aged <laughs> yeah. or generally heterosexual, yeah. um, you're probably a good guy. right? And if okay. there's something different about you, you're probably one of the bad guys. Okay. And I just... That's a frustrating and annoying thing. Okay. Um, it tells you a lot about the company that's making the series. It's still, despite that, by season three, it starts getting good. One and two, slightly difficult. You know, it's interesting. You know, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. That was also an FX show. Was it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. That makes lots of things make sense there. Yeah. All right. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Uh, we watched Ghost and Wasp. That was a good movie. It was. Yeah. Um, by Marvel. When uh, Ant-Man was introduced. Uh, yeah. That was the other guy, wasn't it? He was in it for a bit. I was... Um, I don't really get the story. I didn't... So, you know, the issue that I have here... No. What? I don't know. The issue that I have here is that, once again, Hannah Kamen Johnson... Is a villain. She's awesome at playing villains. She is. Yes. But why does she have to be the villain? She's not the villain in Killjoys. I haven't seen Killjoys. It's a really cheesy sci-fi series that she's in. Then you say not to watch that. I'm pretty sure you. No, I did not not say not to watch that. I said just be prepared. Yeah. That it's really cheesy spaceship. Okay. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek. Okay. Um, a lot of it. Okay. It's very cheap production. Right. Um. But she's awesome. She carries it. What else was she a bad guy in? Star Wars? No, um, something else. She was in Star Wars. Yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. And then she was in uh, Black Mirror, that episode of Black Mirror where she played the crazy girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. Girlfriend yeah. the crazy girl. Um, what else have I seen her in? Those are the most recent things, I think. Sometimes it's more interesting being able to play the villains. Yeah, definitely. It is. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... Am I being too, what's this, cynical? I don't know. 
putting someone who's a person of color in a role where the villain, I don't know, maybe I'm too old or new fashioned. I don't know what you want to call it. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like, I don't know. Maybe we'll see how it goes. We'll see how Hollywood treats her because she's follows in a long line of, um, actors, uh, mm. with, um, non-white mm. actors who have had to go to America despite, um, uh, Idris Elba standing up in Parliament and saying there's something wrong with our entire system mm. and our, our, you know, the film industry. There are no opportunities being created mm. for people from ethnic backgrounds. He stood up in Parliament and did this whole speech. Did he? Yeah, I, when was this? We talked. We um, we actually talked about it on the podcast. Are you sure? Because I mentioned it. Yeah, it's an amazing thing that he did. Okay. Um, he had to go and be in the wire. Mm. And then he, when he came back, finally, you know, Luther was created mm-hmm. and almost written for him and stuff. Mm. Uh, it's still happening. There's still there's still not enough roles being uh, uh, available mm. and more roles in America. So it's, it's the other side of that argument is there are roles for her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Good, good, good conversation. What about the film, though? Yeah, it was all right. What do you think? Um, I, it was what it was. I don't think it, the only thing it did, it was set up the relationship between Ant-Man and Wasp. Um, I felt like it was a, you don't even watch Bleach or Naruto. Yeah. Naruto. Yeah. Naruto. Yeah. That anime series called Naruto. Like a filler episode. Naruto. When you watch Naruto. Yep. There's like filler episodes. Yes. Yeah. They're annoying. It's felt like a filler movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was, it was, but I think sometimes a good thing with filler episodes is that it does set up some things that may come into play afterwards. So you, know, you got like tiny little thing that happens in like the two minutes of the episode. Yes. That's what this film was. So I think it was, it was good. Um, would I watch it again? Probably not, but um, I'll probably watch it again because he hasn't seen it. Um, and I think it does just what it needs to do is that, sets up the, the, these two characters for Infinity War Part 2. Um, and then obviously at the well, end Ant-Man of it. Ant-Man and Wasp? Yeah. yeah. It established the character, those characters. Is it me or is, I just wanted more from this film. He just feels like a very weak character. Maybe it's just Rudd. He is. Rudd is. Um, but I think that that's where the, um, that's where it, I think I would love to have watched who directed, I don't know who directed this, but I would love to have watched a Taika Waititi Ant-Man and Wasp. Yes. In fact, I would think every Marvel movie should be a Taika Waititi movie. You know, we haven't discussed Guardians of the Galaxy. We still haven't discussed that. What? The whole Guardians of the Galaxy volume two thing. Three. Oh yeah. James Gunn leaving. Yeah. But who we haven't. Left? Huh? No, but did you talk about it last episode? No. I'm sure we did. Did we? What do you think? He's still left, isn't he? James Gunn's not coming back. He's not allowed. Batista has said he's not going to come back. Yeah, we'll see G's face. He basically can't. That's really. what the word has said. I mean, um, but Taika Waititi was kind of not in the running, but people were suggesting him as the director of uh, Volume 3, which would be the obvious choice considering what he did with Ragnarok. <laughs> I'd love that. love that. New director announced, Taika Waititi, Batista. I'm coming back. You come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Um, you you watch Direction. Erection? Extinction. Extinction? You need your glasses on. Uh, what's his name? Michael Pena. Michael Penis. No. Yeah. No, I think that's offensive to the entire Pena family. If you like penis colours. Well, well, that's probably a challenge he's had in his life, having, a, you know, name challenges. And, um, I mean, people have different names. Yes. I'm going to say a name and I want you to not laugh. Okay. I've been watching this uh, Thai series yeah. on Netflix yeah. called Monkey Twins. Okay. And the main lead is called Pakin Kamwil Isak. Okay, it's not that bad. Come while I suck. <laughs> I said don't laugh because I'm sure that's racist. <laughs> it's, it's your delivery of it, okay? That's how you pronounce it. I looked it up. I watched videos on YouTube. <laughs> that's his name. That's funny. It's good. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Man, we're going to get censored. We're going to get it was fine. Too. We're explicit on iTunes. It's fine. Oh, that's good. All right. Yeah. Um, People expect this shit. His name wasn't funny. Come while I suck. Yeah. What was funny? It's your My delivery. Your setup and delivery of it was funny. Well, people have different names. Michael Pena. Yep. I think he is awesome. Yes, he is. He's in Ant-Man and Wasp. He is. He's been killing it recently, I think. He plays that guy who is... With the truth serum. What's his name? The crazy guy. Luis. Luis? Luis. 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 Yeah, he's awesome. He always gets those kind of crazy roles. Yep. And you can't take him seriously as an actor. In Extinction, he gets to be an actor and display his talent as a fantastic movable prop um, with some drama and relationships and challenges. Carries the whole film. Awesome performance. Did you... Not an amazing film, but definitely worth a watch, especially if you work in IT or into AI. Did you watch End of Watch? No, I haven't watched it yet. Because Michael Pena is in that. Okay, cool. He was good in that. He was with, uh, again, it's one of these roles where he's not just this funny guy, but he plays a... a or, or quirky Latino extra. Basically. Yeah. Um, granted, he plays a secondary role to Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, but Jake's awesome. Yes. So... Um, what, what but it was... It, he, he was... Brilliant, that film. And that film was good. Is it Gyllenhaal now? Is it? Is it? Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. G- uh, Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? Maggie's brother. Maggie. Who's Maggie? Anyway, a film you did see. Yes. The Predator. I watched the first three. When I say the first three, I mean the 19... 19- is it 1989? Can't remember. It's on a website called 1984. IMDb. 1985. Fucking, I don't know. 1986 it was because it was after the Terminator. 1986 one, and then the two after that. <laughs> okay. Um, before we watched the Predator, you watched them all. I watched them all. Yeah, because we were in the cinema and the trailer came on, and I was yep. so excited. And I said, "Oh my god!" And you looked at me and you went, "I've not seen them." <laughs> I said, "You've never seen the Predator." How can you not have seen this? I enjoyed it. I, okay. I honestly enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, I knew what I was expecting. I knew what, yeah. <laughs> I knew 
<laughs> I know what I was expecting. Um, and my favorite was the first one because it was, it, it isn't ashamed of what it is and it's just a mindless action sci-fi. Oh, it was like, so good. it was like, um, alien, alien two. Cause that's the, that's the sci-fi yeah, one, yeah, action yeah. sci-fi. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, I felt, it feels like those two films were the ones to define such amazing classic sci-fi yes. movies. Yeah. Um, second Predator movie was not that good. Um, yeah, it, was okay. it picked up an original sort of movie. It, it, it went different when, yeah. um, was it Predators came out? The 2007 one. Yeah. Uh, with Adrian Brody. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was really weird. It was weird, but I kind of liked it because I like Adrian Brody. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. It was, it was, it was a strange film where it didn't end the way I thought it was going to end either. Weirdly, I am a fan of AVP. Alien versus Predator. See, I, Most people hate that film. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with that. I don't know if I was supposed to approach it or like leave it alone or I'm not sure. It, it, it's kind of like if someone gives you beer and chocolate. Yep. And you think, I don't, these two things don't go together. Right. Yep. But one is beer and one is chocolate. Yep. Fucking take them. Yes. Take what you, <laughs> you know, we don't get to see many movies. Um, the like, like this with those effects, with those genres, with those little scenes with like, you know, the eggs bursting open and the predator predators arriving out of nowhere. And just the, the cloaked shadow of a predator passing by. That's this what I enjoyed. A, these are wonderful moments. These and gone. I, I felt like the, um, even the ways that they, that the, his, uh, his weapons, uh, or even its weapons and, the ways it was, there is a used. visceral violence from from Predator movies that you don't get in other movies. These yeah. weapons are so unbelievably brutal. Yes, and that's what I enjoyed. I think because it was um, I, for the time, especially like the effects hold up really well. Yeah. Um, like I was, it got me. Granted, you know there were there were times when I was like, "This is hilarious and cheesy," but when they've when he was completely cloaked and he was running through the the woods and stuff. I was like, <laughs> This is good, but it was an enjoyable cheese. Um, I enjoyed that. It was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. There wasn't anything massively uh, cerebral about it, but then we had the predator. What do you think? Again, uh, an enjoyable film. Um, su surprisingly funny. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is one of the most entertaining I wouldn't say all round best film for me. One of the most entertaining films I've seen this year. I don't know if it will be beaten for raw entertainment. I'd happily sit there and watch the whole film again. Yep. It's really awesome. Uh, writing character work, the action scenes fit with the story. They're not just put in like the second predator film for, for the, you know, yep. trying to entertain people. Yep. Um, they evolve the story. Um, and the, you know, with the, evolution of the yes things <laughs> and uh yeah all, all round um great movie big bucket of popcorn and um a few cans of beer or, or coke and i think that's that's it i think the fundamental nature of these films are that they are needed they're they just these films are made for fun and i think to to take them as anything else ruins the effect of the film um and i think that's what made them entertaining if you go into it expecting something else, then you're not going to enjoy yourself. And I think that's why, that's why I enjoyed the first Predator was because I knew that it was just going to be an out-and-out -out action film, sci-fi flick from the 80s, and that's exactly what it was. Yes. And this was 
you know, again, I guess no pun intended, an involved version of that. Um, they they took that concept and they brought it into the into this era. Yes. And I think that's what made it enjoyable. But they've added their, a modern twist onto it with the the timing and the comedy and the and everything else, and it made it it made it brilliant. Something that I think a lot of um, people that watch the old films will enjoy is that they explained a lot of stuff. The original Predator films they are they are so raw they're just they're pure action movies. Yeah. Nothing is explained. Mm. You're just watching this crazy shit happen, and you just like what's that and how's that work and yeah, yeah, how yeah. is that connected to that and yeah. how did what. Why is he? Why is he taking that out of that yeah. guy? Yeah, and this time they and that went was through, and they sort of thought about where all that shit must be coming from, and they thought we can't just make another film like that. We have to explain it. And this is what I this I said this to you. I think when I when I first watched the film, it, one of the questions I had was, why? What's the deal with the spines? What's the deal with the skulls? Like, what? What is? What's the, what's the deal here? <laughs> um, and it, it was it was as if that you know they heard me talk about it and it almost came full circle. Like everything was addressed as you watch the other predators. It kind of explains all these answers. Uh, and even, you know, this, the latest one, it's all kind of, I'm laughing because of the, the dreads jokes in the movie. Which jokes? Uh, where, the, where you were saying what's with this and what's with this. And oh, I'm yeah, explaining yeah. it all, but they explained yeah. everything except the dreads. And in yeah. fact, in the movie, they got the people going, what's with the dreads? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> It's strange. Like the, this is weird thing with comedy now. Like they they're inserting it into the most unlikeliest of films. Yeah, this being one of them, and the other one was Venom. Like I just did not expect that. That was very funny. Well, let's talk Venom. I didn't know what to expect. I think I I was speaking to someone today. And what they were saying was, I mean, I think the general consensus around this film isn't good. Um, I actually haven't even looked up any reviews, to be honest with you, but um, I think people thought that it wasn't quite Venom. Um, okay. Uh, okay, okay. Right. So I, so it was not Venom the villain so much as Venom the creature with which rapidly seems to absorb Eddie Brock's sense of humor um, and therefore makes it something that the generation of kids that have grown up with Marvel movies mm. with the last 15 movies mm. who are now turning 15 yep. can watch a 15 Marvel movie like yep. this yep. and enjoy it and find it funny. And you know, it's not, it wasn't too kiddified, but it mm. wasn't complete horror either. So I, I can see where, why people must think that. I mean, there was like a seven-year-old kid in front of us. I think... What was that all about? Yeah, I didn't quite understand that. I think... Um, I'm just trying to see what it's directed at. Zombieland. Zombieland! Uh, Ruben Fleischer directed Venom and also directed Zombieland. Okay. Have you watched Zombieland? Yes. What's this on? What is it, what is it on? Zombieland. Is it a movie or...? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? No. Have you seen it? Tell me. So it, uh, it's like a, if you, it's got Emma Stone in it. Emma Stone is in it. Um, Jesse Eisenberg is in it. Woody whoa, whoa. Harrelson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this a zombie movie with Emma Stone? Yeah. I'm watching it now. Um, the, it so next. it takes place in a, a world where um, obviously zombies have taken over and they are at the stage where basically everything's gone to shit. Um, and each of them have names corresponding to the states that they come from. 
The zombies? No, no, no. The characters. All oh, right. Um, and um, yeah, this basically takes place in this kind of zombified post-apocalyptic universe. Okay. Where um, they're trying to survive. And Jesse Eisenberg is the main character and he has his rules to get through the world. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool. It's a cool film. Uh, and they're making a second one that's supposed to come out in next year. Okay. I'll have to watch it. Definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed it so much. I think I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was. You watch the trailer and the only thing that gives the indication of comedy away yeah. is when he's talking to that guy in the store, talking about him rolling down the street like the, a turd in the wind. In the wind. Um, I think it was subtly funny. Yeah. I think there was so much... Um, um, black comedy mm. uh, below the surface of mm. this that you could watch it again and appreciate yep. all those moments. Yeah. Like when, uh, what's the, what was the woman's name? Uh, Michelle Williams. No, what was her character name? Was it Michelle Williams? One of the, um... Anne. Anne it was. What's, the, what's Beyonce's thing called? Was it Michelle Williams, one of those three? Destiny's Child? Yeah. No. Oh. I'm sure they had a Michelle Williams. Oh, wait, hold on. Was that a name? Um, that name sounds very familiar. Beyonce's Thing, also known as <laughs> Destiny's Child. Is it? There's an article here. Yeah. The actress Michelle Williams. I'm being confused with Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child. <laughs> that's it. That's that's <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. That was a familiar name. I uh, see. I don't forget everything. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, so the good. moment where she sees him. Yeah. That's insanely funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. It still makes me laugh. It, the one scene that stands out to me is when, uh, it, I don't know if it's what you're talking about, is when she picks him up after seeing him like that for the first time. Yeah. And he's sitting in the back of the car. Yeah. yeah. And she says, whatever she says, and, he, and Venom says, oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, more, than, um, more than that was the, when he, when he was, when he had decided to take the lift. That, <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect, I didn't expect that. I think oh. that was when it suddenly turned and I thought, oh, right. I see what they're doing with yes. this. They're, yeah. they're going a different way. You don't know if you're supposed to be like out and out laughing because is this, yeah. is this a comedy? Like, is, what am I doing here? Yeah. Cause I guess what they do there is instead of just making it a, a parasite mm. or in the trailer, I thought he was saying, I have the power to save. No, yeah. He's, he's a parasite. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't understand what he's saying. He's mumbling and they've That's left funny. it in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought he was going, they were going to do the whole evil parasite thing, but yeah. th they went more down the, it's his id kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm. Um, it's not his id, it's a different creature, but th there's, there's elements of that. All right. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Yep. That was a good movie. Yes. What do you think? I enjoyed that. I, um, I think the thing with this film is you, there has to be an element of um, taking it with a pinch of salt, right? Is Ron Stallworth a racist? 
This is the other thing that was in this podcast. <laughs> it, and it was, if we do an American accent or a British accent, right? Or if a white person does, well, what's a British accent? Well, this is one of the conversation points. Yeah. If a white person does another accent from, if he does an accent from Ireland or if he does a Scottish accent, what does that, what does that make him? What does that mean? This is it. This is the, this, all these gray areas. Yes. Well, loads of, we need to prep for that one. There's loads um, of notes. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode. 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 This film. Um, it was, um, you said this thing to me, right? I think we watched, we watched it. And at the end of it, they showed all these scenes of things that have been happening in the last couple of years. Um, so apparently it's based on a true story. Yes, it is. Yeah. Which is really weird. Yeah. But I, this is what I was about to say. I think take it. We have to take it with probably a handful of salt because they, I think they obviously take some creative. Oh, well, that's just Spike Lee all over. He, right. he does that. He, yeah. he, he is known for style over substance mm. with, um, <laughs> okay that's almost offensive to, sti- to Spike Lee it's not I won't say style over substance he's known that, uh, for balancing style with content yeah. let's let's put it that way yeah okay all the way back from do the right thing it was full of that okay it's almost like on screen movie poetry happening in every scene it's awesome did you they um, he there's a there's a series on Netflix called She's Got a Habit the Spike Lee yeah yeah have you seen it? No. It's the new series. Okay. Because they remade it from the film, I think. Okay. Um, it's about that sex maniac. Yes. But she's not a sex maniac. Because mm. that's the point of the film, the series, that she keeps saying I'm not. Interesting. Because I haven't, I started watching it. But yep. I've added the list because it's something She's um, pansexual, hypernormal, something or other. Anyway, there's a lot of labels in America. America have labels for everything. Yeah. It's strange. Is it offensive though? What labels? No, like if if we don't acknowledge these labels, what does that make? That does that make us if we don't acknowledge the labels? Yeah. Surely it just makes us Rastafari. I watched The Greatest Showman. It's a good film. It is a, a brilliant film. Yes. Uh, Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Yes. Oh, he, again, can't he's like Netflix. He can't do wrong. I enjoyed that so much. I. Uh, it's the first time I watched it and it was, I've been hearing so much about the soundtrack and I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm such a sucker for the musicals, you know, I just feel like <laughs> there are some musicals I watch and some musicals I just won't, I won't watch. But The Greatest Showman is one of the films that I, I massively enjoyed and it's one that Hina wants to watch as well. So we're going to watch it. The Baz Luhrmann films, he doesn't, I mean, they're not deep. Mm. No. But he, you know, he goes for low-hanging fruit when it comes to storylines and, and characters like, oh, his dad hates him, or yeah, her dad hates it, him, or whatever. It's, and it's like it scraped. It scraped. The, there was a very short scene in there where Zac Efron's character was dating Zendaya's character. Okay. Uh, oh, and yeah, um, that's better. Uh, his dad says, "You're dating the help." Yes, and that, and that was kind of it. And then nothing really happened with that. It was just like. They sang a song about him loving her no matter what. And that was it. <laughs> Nothing else happened. Um, it just felt like a really, they just kind of scratched the surface of a certain issue, a few issues that humans go through um, and that we as a society are going through, but it didn't, wasn't really massively deep. But I think, again, you expect that film to be what it is. 
So not to um, irritate people that want us to have more structure, if I can just jump back to Black Klansman. Sorry. No, it's not you. <laughs> You're fine. If we just jump back to yeah, go Black yep. Black Klansman. Yep. There's an extra K in there. I don't think you're supposed to pronounce it. The K is silent. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Um, you can say however you want. What's, uh, how do you think that film went down? Because I'm guessing, I, mean, I haven't talked to my mum yet, but when some of these films come out, I asked my mum, have you, because she's in Florida. Sure. What she tells me is that the films don't even get put in the cinemas. She had to drive quite far to find a cinema show in Black Panther. Interesting. Actually, did she actually find one? I don't know. I have to ask her again. There's something else that she wanted to watch and they weren't showing it. Oh, I think it was uh, one of the Sacha Baron Cohen movies. <laughs> they just refused to show it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised to be honest with you. But that's surprising. It's not surprising, actually, but I, it's, it's Florida. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. How did you feel watching? We didn't finish talking about. It. You said uh, they're showing all these, showing all these bits at the end. They of They show all these things, yeah. and um, it sparked a very interesting conversation that I never really thought about before. You mentioned it, and it was about how angry watching that end part of the film got me. Um, and for, for for your reference, for for the listeners, if you know what we're talking about it. They just show a, a, a number of different scenes that have happened over the last year or two. No, well, most of it was Charlottesville. Yeah, Charlottesville stuff, yeah. They showed the actual running over. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then some uh, um, kind of bystanders, interviews, that kind of stuff. Um, but he did that on purpose. He made the film almost lighthearted on purpose. Yeah. Because he wanted to be, it to be an entertaining film about this horrific subject. Mm. These people are internal terrorists mm. in America. They are terrorists. I'll say that again. Terrorists. Mm. Yeah. They never get labeled as terrorists, mm. but they've been terrorizing um, communities mm. of Americans yep. for decades. Yep. And that is horrific. Mm. The fact that they have support internally from yep. the infrastructure of that country. So he lets you travel through this lighthearted movie which has elements of comedy as you're watching it. Mm. And then the movie ends and he switches to the reality mm. of all these in, in, in almost jokey things that people, that the dumbass clan members who are portrayed as dumbass well, they people. Are. They're the caricatures, aren't they? Well, they're, they're, yeah. Ultimately they are, but unfortunately they are, they're, they are real people. Yeah. And so, so, so he portrays these people that are like caricatures saying these stupid things and it's funny. And then suddenly at the end, he switches and you watch the footage and you realize, yeah, it's not funny. Mm. It's not funny. It's that first, first scene of that last segment of the film where you've got all of the clan members marching with the torches and shit. It's like, yeah, it just felt like something from such a, a dated film that it almost boggles the mind to think that this kind of shit is actually happening. The stuff that we've talked about in um, a couple of episodes mm. of those old movies where mm. Um, mm. the mythology started and yeah. he had it in the film. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone that's listened to any of our stuff, it's all in there. It's yeah. all in this movie. But yeah, I think, I think 
it, I think being the anger comes from a place of not being exposed to it. Um, and I think so many people, many of people of color have gotten to the point where they just don't get angry yourself included. I think you've yourself, you've seen a lot of this stuff happen. And I think you've gotten to the point where it's like, why, why get angry about it? If this is, this is, this is just the way it, this is. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, you, you asked, you actually asked me this. You said, you don't look like you're getting angry with mm. these things. And, um, and I guess what it is is I've been around some of this stuff for so long that I'm just so far beyond angry. Mm. It's now just this stupid game that I have to play where I just keep pointing these things out to people that don't seem to notice them around mm. them happening because mm. we don't notice the things that don't affect us mm. directly. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Case in point myself, like we, we, you look back maybe uh, 10 or so episodes ago, right? we had this very conversation about me not giving a shit about things that didn't directly affect me or something to that effect. And then we have this other conversation in between somewhere. And then now we're, I'm at a place where it's like, we're living in a world where all this shit is happening. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And it's, it's frightening because there is, um, it's not ending uh, on that note for movie coming out. Um, finish off this lovely happy episode we've got into <laughs> um the hate you give paul greengrass no, oh, no um it's called something 22 plot not plot 22 it's right so paul greengrass he loves these kind of subjects this is mr born born identity um and united 93 92 93 one of those united things uh, what's this new film called? Something 22. 22nd July. Oh, 22nd July. Yeah, it's the date, isn't it? And it's the um, it's the Anders Breivik story. That name is familiar. So he's a Norwegian, as far as I okay. can remember. Yep. Terrorist, mm. ultra right wing that um, set up um, all these people and then bombed the crap out of them and had a lot of stuff to say when he was arrested. He thought he was clever mm. uh, and wanted to say all these things about how he felt that he was protecting the West from mm. selling out their culture to all these immigrants that are coming over. He felt that he was uh, some kind of Christian soldier uh, standing up against, um, you know, these the Philistines. Mm. <laughs> he, he had so many things today say that were completely radical back then, but are completely normal now. A few short years later, mm. the, no offence, the alt-right <laughs> movement has spread like yeah. crazy all over the planet. Um, and we have leaders, country leaders that have come in that don't critique these things anymore. Mm. And the narrative from, from politicians, we've got a politician up the road mm. in Oakham, which is down the road from here, who has been taken to court because four times now he's called Diane Abbott a monkey. He's a fucking councillor. He's a councillor for Rutland and Oakham for Rutland Council. He hasn't resigned because he said, well, wait till the next election, let the people decide. I mean, what's happened that that's just like the dialogue, the political dialogue that where the world that we're in has that kind of dialogue going on. It's not even, it's so unbelievable. Wow. That was today's news.
by the way. There's more, but I won't go into it now. People can go look it up if they're bothered. And that's what I mean. I'm not angry anymore because people are not bothered. It's like, don't, they don't want to know. They mm. want to hide behind these claims of, oh, it's not real. Privilege isn't real. Blah, blah, mm. blah. And it's like, what? Yes. Look at the data. Yeah. 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 Data is like the kryptonite. So yes, uh, it's just like getting angry doesn't solve this shit. Um, yeah, get, but it's an important stage to get to because until people get angry, yeah. there is no realization of, oh my god, we are taking specific segments of society mm. and we're treating them differently. Mm. Which hang on a minute, that's what Germans did. That's how it began. It began with labels and badges and newspaper reports. Yep. Yeah, I think it is. I think watching watching films like that, watching films like Detroit, watching films like you know the, these are a couple of films coming out. They hate you. Give them telling them something talking about. Okay, uh, we watched another trailer in uh, in the cinema. Um, I think it was the hate you give about this. Uh, it was about the two two young kids, uh, and one of them gets shot by the police. But when they got pulled over, have you seen this trailer? Oh boy? yes, yes. Um, these are the films that are gonna have that. I think got to cause people to have that reaction and slowly have that realization of what the fuck is actually happening. But if, if these films get a turnout like Detroit did, then it's just not, not going to happen. I think that's what we need to. Yeah. So it's, it's like the, it's like the accent conversation when we get back into that, mm. uh, one which we will do in that episode when mm. we do that. But the, my, the point I'm going to be making is um, there's a statistic uh, from some research that came out a few days ago mm. about how if you have a Muslim-sounding name, mm. you're, <laughs> I don't know how they phrased it, It was you're three times less likely to get a call than the average person mm. with the average non-Muslim-sounding name. Mm. That's racist. Doing an accent is not mm. racist. Mm. Having zero intent and having fun with how words are spoken. Yeah. is We'll, we'll do an episode okay. on it. We'll actually go into this because it's an important subject. Yeah. Um, and people should be allowed to get jobs. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yay. That's not about movies. Is that movies? It is. This is what we're talking about. Greengrass wants to make that point. Yep. He wants to show us in this movie that's coming out soon, next year sometime, mm. um, how radical he seemed at the time and how normal that has become now. Yep. That's frightening. Mm. So. <laughs> well. Cheery, cheery. Uh, if you like that, hit subscribe and then see the picture. Oh, that's funny. Oh, dear. Uh, no, thank you for joining us. Um, that was episode 60. Yeah, it's a landmark episode. It is a, it is a pretty big episode, I think, for us. I think we... Um, I think we're, we, we, we're... We're not... Don't use... Like, don't use the word lucky, but we are grateful i guess that we are still going we're still go going people are still listening yeah people still download definitely still don't get any feedback from people but you know people are still listening which is which is good i don't know why we, why do we do this why do we do this why do we do this yeah what do you i i mean i do it because i enjoy it like i i learn I, I learn something every time i do this so i'm not i don't know why why do you do this what's your <laughs> Are you just looking for something to pass the time or? Um, 
I think comes down to something we've talked about before, which is that movies, TV, story content, and movie content is mm. symbolic of where society is at the time mm. that that content is created. And it has something to say about society. And we have something to say about it. Mm. Um, so it started off, I guess, as reviews are crap. Let's mm. talk about things as they should be talked about. Yeah. Because reviews don't tell you anything. Yeah. And I think it's been more and more evolving into let's talk about stuff in society mm. that impacts us, especially us mm. um, and our uniqueness as people mm -hmm. in, in the, the world that we live in. Mm. Um, and this is our way to talk about that without just having a massive political um, societal whinge mm. with no nothing to talk around. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Um, this is a, this is a, a way in yeah. that people can relate to because yeah. people that like movies can listen to it and decide if they agree with what we're saying or not. Definitely. I think as well, uh, I think... I think we had this conversation around the time when we were, it wasn't, was episode, uh, was it 48? Was it episode 48? Yeah, episode 48 we did, right? Um, part one and two. And it was about how having conversations like this is what's going to help people understand, open their eyes and see shit like this. Because if no one else is talking about it, if they're not seeing it in their daily lives, then how will they ever know? If we bring up issues that are brought up within film and people don't see that. Yes, that's like you, you've gone straight back to Spike Lee's point. Hmm. Spike Lee's point in making this film is to say, we should look at the past and see how Charlottesville happened. It didn't happen out of the blue. Yeah. And no matter what the, their glorious leader says... Hmm. <laughs> There weren't many sides. There yeah. was one side with one intent. Joke, as highlighted in you know in this in the film. And mm. yes, it's a film, and you could just say everything's made up. Mm. But then, what is the where is it made up from? Where mm. where is this stuff coming? Everything from? has it has it come come comes from somewhere. It needs to have had a a source of inspiration for it to happen. And yeah. I think that's not even the question we need to ask. I think whether or not it is real to then bring this kind of issue to light, reflective of today's society. Come on. I mean, it, it, whether or not it's real is besides the point. I think if it's showing us something that's happening in today's world, it we've got a massive problem, I think. It okay, so before you actually sign out, I want to talk about this video. Did you send it to me? Which one was it? The woman in the supermarket i haven't seen this okay maybe i just saw it on twitter okay um there's two latina women mm. talking in a supermarket mm. and um a white american lady walks up and starts mm. having a go at them saying these you're talking a different language it's unpatriotic yeah um so let's leave aside that Spanish is one of the official languages of the United States. <laughs> so let's say that they're not talking Spanish. Yep. Even then, it's a bit of a dumbass thing to say. Mm. Another white American uh, lady comes up and starts defending them, just completely destroys um, this other woman, saying, you don't harass people like that. That's not what you do. Mm. I'm going to call the police. And the other woman, she doesn't know what to, where to put her face or what to do. And she looks at the Latina woman as if she's going to help her. And then eventually starts walking off. The other woman chases her. Someone from the... It's a brilliant video. 
Um, and this woman is um, now being called an ally. And the Twitter stream was wonderful because it was full of comment after comment after comment of people saying, this is what decent white people do. Mm. They step in. They do not stand and watch when mm. someone is being racially harassed. Mm. They don't say this is someone else's problem. They step in, mm. which was very interesting. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I agree with that mm -hmm. or disagree with that because sometimes it's dangerous to step in and you might get knifed or your head kicked in yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. or get called. If you're in Oakham or Rutland, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it was like a, a tiny iteration on the bullshit that has been streaming down Twitter yeah, yeah. up until now. Mm. That was interesting. She's been hailed as a hero and people mm. are like, let's find this woman and give her some kind of medal or something. Yep. That's nice. That's nice. Is that a better way to end? It is. It's very good. Okay. It's, um, it's kind of what we need. I think. I don't know. Allies. Access. Yes. Well, if you like that, hit subscribe and add us to your collection. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, we can't know if we're doing a good job or not, which means you're just going to continue to get shit content and Kushal's going to continue to talk about Star Wars, which is fine by me. But I mean, he's getting old. So we need new content. So we need feedback. So just continue to leave us feedback and review and subscribe and do all the things you can find us on all your favorite podcast apps. But first and foremost, we are on Apple Podcasts because that's the only thing that matters to the podcast statistics anymore. I've been Corin. And I've been Kushal. I'll see you in four weeks. We should do a show about ageism. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>